We came today expecting that there will be no charges filed in this case. We know that there has been a pattern of a failure to hold officers who kill civilians accountable in the state of Minnesota, and today is no exception. It's very unfortunate to see the accounts from the witnesses on the north side of Minneapolis be discounted in a forum like this. If anyone was paying close attention to the narratives that Mike Freeman put forward, he did not give credence to the things that the witnesses had to say, which as the NAACP, we went out within hours after this incident happened, we interviewed witnesses who said that Jamar Clark was restrained. Some said that he was in handcuffs, Others said that the officer was sitting on his chest when they heard a gun go off. And so we take issue with the way in which the information was presented today. And what you saw is what typically happens in a grand jury process behind closed doors outside of the per public purview, which is why we do not trust the grand jury system. Beyond that, this entire system needs to be reformed so that there is some semblance of accountability and that people feel that they can get justice when they've been wronged by the system. Do you think the outcome would have been different, though, with a grand jury, based on what you heard? I, I do not think the outcome would have been different. The only difference that we saw today was that Mike Freeman had to get up there in front of the public and use his platform to justify the killing of Jamar Clark. That was the only difference. The system itself is broken, and as we say on the streets, the whole damn system is guilty as hell. What do you so trust about the DNA evidence that he outlined today? Well, first of all, as we stated in there, and as Mike Freeman did not articulate during his narrative, is the fact that the Minneapolis Police Department was the first on the scene to begin the investigations. According to the witnesses, they quickly cleaned up the blood. They didn't even have police tape out there. They didn't have a forensic van out there. And they waited at least 45 minutes before they began to interview any witnesses. And that was after beginning to intimidate people by pointing guns at them and spraying them with mace and shoving them, which is completely unacceptable and was also left out of Mike Freeman's narrative. Beyond that, the Bureau of, Cri of Criminal Apprehension was the next group to begin its investigation. When we found out that the BCA was involved, we said no. We want an independent federal investigation because we do not trust the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. They have not held any officers accountable who have killed civilians, who have shot people. So why would we trust in such an agency? Sounds like you don't trust any local law enforcement. We have a lot of problems with local law enforcement, and so should the media. Rather than the media continuing to corroborate the police's version of events, you all need to engage in investigative journalism and ask the right questions and challenge faulty narratives. Because we, as lay people, were able to point holes in Mike Freeman's story. And you all are investigative journalists, and we had to do your work for you. And that has been part of the process that we've had to endure throughout having to give you all leads to uncover because people have become complacent with the status quo and listening to the police's narrative of what happened. How do you think the city will respond? The city will respond just the way that it always does, with heavy-handed militarized tactics and blaming the community for its response to their negligence towards the community. And as we stated in our video yesterday, we're not going to tolerate violence against right. nonviolent peaceful right. protesters right. in our community. We're not going to tolerate uh, um, uh, officers continuing to engage in excessive force. And we're not going to tolerate a city that has settled $20 million in excessive force payouts over the last t decade. How is that acceptable to anyone? And that's the context and the environment by which 
Jamar Clark was killed. His death didn't happen in a vacuum. This is a part of a pattern of police abuse that has been going on for too long, a pattern of a lack of accountability and transparency and rubber stamping of the conduct of officers who engage in misconduct and ultimately who kill. And we are tired of it. As the black community and our allies, we're saying enough is enough. We're ready to see justice in this land. We're ready to be treated with dignity and respect. And we will not go in a corner and cry. We're going to stand forward and rise for justice. We're going to take to the streets. And we are going to fight until we get what we came for. And at the end of the day, that is freedom, justice, and equality. And we need for our government leaders who have blood on their hands, who've been a part of rubber stamping this system to move out of the way so that young leaders with a conscience can step forward and lead our city into the next millennium. With that, I'm going to ask other people, because I have spoken enough, I'm going to ask other people who want to address the media to please do so, starting with Misha Grimm from Black Lives Matter. Well, I'm really saddened and hurt to be here today and see that justice wasn't found for Jamar Clark. Um, Mike Freeman failed to mention that Jamar Clark had was in the process of suing the 4th Precinct for police brutality two weeks before he was killed, mm -hmm. and that this killing was quite possibly and in all likelihood done in retaliation for him suing that precinct. Um, I really hope that there is more that comes out of this, more positivity. I hope that there is some type of civil lawsuit. I hope that Jamar Clark's family receives justice. Right. I hope that we as a community can come together and push for push for what we really want to see. I hope that Mike Freeman knows that he is on notice, that he will not be getting reelected, right. that he needs to start looking for a new job, because we are coming for him. We are coming for every elected official that cannot support us and seek justice and truth and reality of what's happening to our community right now. Any elected that does not believe that Black Lives Matter is on notice. They will be out. We will not stand for this injustice anymore. We will not come down to the government center and be lied to our faces anymore and accept it as truth and honesty. This is not justice. This building is fake. This proceeding is fake. We will not accept it. So if we can't find justice here, we will find it in the streets. What were the biggest parts of uh, Freeman's narrative that you took issue with or that you believe weren't true? Um, essentially him reiterating over and over again that Jamar Clark said he was ready to die, as if that is the green light to shoot someone in the face. Right. Just because someone says they are ready to die does not mean we that you are allowed to say that. Yes. We don't even yeah. believe We don't believe that. The only people that heard him say that were the people that killed him, which should be given a lot of weight that that is really unrealistic. In 60 seconds that yes. all of that took place. Also, we watched video of Jamar Clark being um, put in a headlock and taken down. That was not that was not mentioned in the narrative that Mike Freeman gave. And the and the uh, entire case seems to hinge on what officers on officer statements and DNA evidence, DNA evidence that was held onto and collected by MPD officers. So there's a lack of trust in believing that the precinct that killed Jamar Clark also did not tamper with evidence right. regarding his murder. The other issue is that 
reiterating that he wasn't handcuffed does not give you clearance to murder somebody. Whether a person was handcuffed or not, he reiterated that over and over in his statement. That should not be the actual decision why somebody would be murdered. In any case, he was on the ground, he was already restrained, he already had two physical men on top of him. So whether he was handcuffed or not is not the reason why he should have been murdered. And for the officers to say that they had control of both of his hands and he somehow still got an officer's gun proves that these officers are not well equipped to be police officers. That they need more training, that they need better ways to handle situations, and the fact that they had to kill someone who they already had restrained and on the ground and on top of makes no sense. No. None whatsoever. And you could tell by the witness reactions in the first video that people were shocked that officers would go so far as to kill him. They were screaming and yelling out, why did you have to do that? They felt that he was unjustly murdered. And their, their weight of their testimony was not brought into Mike Freeman's narrative, which we find to be disconcerting. It basically says that the word of a police officer who murders will be placed over the word of dozens of African-American witnesses in the community. I want to have uh, Pastor Danny Givens address the group and then uh, Raisha Williams. From the NAACP. It's just super disappointing and disheartening that the system will continue to perpetuate this kind of behavior from our local law enforcement agents. The video that I watched showed a Jamar Clark that looked concerned about his girlfriend. The video that yes. I watched showed a Jamar Clark that looked tempered. The video that I, that I saw didn't show a Jamar Clark beating on the door, didn't show a Jamar Clark irate or uncontrollable, or even in the video, once the officers showed up in the scene, the video that I saw didn't show Jamar Clark <laughs> resisting arrest. The story, the narrative that Mike Freeman provi provided didn't corroborate with what we saw on the video. And then mm -hmm. in, in showing the video, he also introduced his own thoughts. That's right. Mm -hmm. As to set up the stage as a, as, a, as a platform of thought insertion to have, have your mind be prone to see what he wants you to see yeah, right. rather than allow the, the, the community and the public and Jamar Clark's family to view the tapes with their own unbiased eyesight. So I didn't appreciate that. That was unacceptable from a county attorney. The behavior and manner in which it was, was, was carried out, even the frivolous attempt to express condolences at the beginning and then just getting right to business, that's unacceptable from elected officials. Mm -hmm. We need elected officials who have a conscience, who are morally principled, who are unbiased, who truly can stand for what our people stand for. And if we won't have elected officials that will do such, then buy Mike Freeman. Buy Mike Freeman. Buy Mike Freeman. We're done with you. Mm -hmm. We're done with you. That's unacceptable. They killed that man. That's right. They said he was on his. They said the officer was struggling for his gun. There was another officer there. That officer couldn't have placed his hands around Jamar Clark's hands. He couldn't have grabbed or put him in another another restraint, any type of thing. Pressure points. Don't they have training in all of those? areas they couldn't have used a non-lethal force or a less less lethal force and none of the witnesses corroborated that testimony no one said that they saw him reach for a gun no one said that they saw him holding on to an officer's belt or even struggling i mean if anything if you have a if you have a full-grown man an officer in full uniform and equipment sitting on top of you are you not going to move around after you you've been snatched from behind and thrown to the suddenly. ground violently I mean, yeah. who, who thinks that that's normal in an arrest that someone would come behind you, you don't know who it could be, and, and snatch you from behind and slam you to the ground? I don't know about you all, but that caught me completely by surprise based on the narrative that Mike Freeman articulated, and you saw that with your own eyes. So I want to be very clear about what you believe. Do you not believe that 
Clark actually grabbed for the officer's gun, or do you believe that officers escalated the situation to a point where he was pushed we to do know that he unnecessarily? We, I do not believe that he grabbed for the officer's gun, a gun, according to what I heard from the witnesses. So you don't believe question. the DNA? I do not believe that, no. no. fingerprints. No fingerprints. Can I, no, can I just add something? No MPD, this is not new, where MPD has been attached to a case where there's evidence that doesn't add up, where there's DNA on something. How can you have no fingerprint? What DNA did you have? Was it a hair? Was it blood? Was it placed afterwards? And let's not, let's be clear, MPD has a history of placing evidence on right. DNA, that on, on evidence. That is not new, that is not rare, that is not uncommon. It has happened before. There have been million-dollar payouts for it. And also, the idea that they will put two cops together after they've shot someone, whether they spoke or not, that's bad protocol. What precedent are you sending? You are literally telling officers that they are valued, that their word is trusted, mm -hmm. that our vision, our, our beliefs don't matter. You shouldn't place officers together. We don't trust MPD to collect DNA. They have a track record of failing the community. They have a track record of killing people. It's dishonesty. So why would you allow them to sit together, collect their own DNA, write their own reports, and then say the two men that killed him are the pri primary IDs? That's, that's illogical. That doesn't sound fair, that doesn't sound just, that doesn't sound right. MP has a history of lying, and we need not only our mayor, our police chief, our Hennepin County attorneys, to really get their stuff together. Because you are failing your city. Yes. You, consider, you consistently have the worst inequities in the country. Yes. And this is not happening by accident. This is happening every single year. It is getting worse and worse for black folks to live here. White folks are getting it better and better here. At what point are electeds actually going to believe Black Lives Matter? It is not a campaign slogan. It is not a hashtag. It is my life. It is their yeah. life. They matter. Yeah. And act like it. And stop allowing police officers to kill us. Stop letting them tamper with evidence. Stop right. allowing them to treat us as if we are less than human because we are not. And if you do not agree, we will unelect you. And the reality of it is, is what we kind of saying is that we're one city and North Minneapolis cannot truly be great until everybody believes that we're already great. We already know we're great. And so to come into our community and kill a civilian as if, an unarmed civilian, as if he was an animal yes. and be okay with it, right? In America, we care more about dogs and animals That's than right. we do black men's lives. That's right. We are being prosecuted, we are being victimized, and we are being haunted and hunted. And today we're saying no longer is it okay. No longer will it be okay. We're asking the entire Minneapolis community to stand with us. Whether you're white, whether you're black, Latino, Asian, native, whether you're Buddhist, whether you're Christian, whether you're Muslim, stand with us. This could have been your child. Minnesota is the number one state in the nation for interracial marriages. There are a lot of white people who have black grandchildren. There are a lot of native brothers and sisters who have black grandchildren. We have to start seeing ourselves as one. We no longer can say this is a black thing. This is an all thing. It all is hindered on our hands. And we have to make sure that we stand up. 20 million in, 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 in restitution to different citizens was not just African Americans. And I almost can guarantee that it was less than 1%. So we're saying that a lot of white people, a lot of Native people, a lot of Asian people are being brutalized and, and beaten by the police. This is happening, and it's happening to all of us. Mm -hmm. So if you believe that we have rights as citizens, paying citizens who pay for their salary, who pay for their insurance, make sure you stand up today and say today is the day as a community, as Minneapolis, that we all come together. No longer will it be a North Minneapolis thing. No longer will it be a black thing. We all have to come together, and we all have to reroute this whole entire guilty system. Yeah.
Can you if, say and spell your I'm sorry, say and spell your name and which organization you're with? Raisha Williams, Minneapolis NAACP Communications Chair, and I'm also going after Blong Yang Seat for Ward 5 City Council. Woo! Can you R-A-E-I-S-H-A Williams with an S. Uh, Wintana Melikeen at Minnesota Neighborhoods Organizing for Change. W-I-N-T-A-N-A, last name M-E-L-E-K-I-N. Um, I just want to add one piece also that we, like, we also need to be very clear about the demonizing of black people, particularly black men. They tried to make Jamar look like a monster. He was trying to check on someone in an ambulance. He was trying to survive and live. He is not a dog. He is not a demon. He is not someone to be viciously afraid of. He was a human being. And at some point, folks got to really understand black men are not monsters That's and right. stop treating right. them like That's that. Right. That's right. That's right. If any of you are investigative reporters, I urge you to look into why Jamar Clark was suing the 4th Precinct. Why was he suing the 4th Precinct? I'm telling you, there is more to this story than we are being told right now. And if you are an investigative reporter, it is your duty to dig into this and figure out what happened. Why are they covering it up? Right. And Thank what are they covering up? That's right. Can you tell us your name, please? Misha Grimm, M-I-C-A-G-R-I-M-M, Black Lives Matter, Minneapolis. Professor? Nikima Levy-Pounds, president of the Minneapolis NAACP, N-E-K-I-M-A, L-E-V-Y hyphen P-O-U-N-D-S. Thank you. I'm also a civil rights attorney. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys.